0: Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a
1: plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Plan with the Tax Man. Thanks for checking out our podcast as always with Tony and myself. Tony, what's going on, buddy? How are you? i'm good how about you hanging in there uh a little bloated so this is our uh post thanksgiving podcast how are are you doing did you have a a good turkey day
1: we had a good turkey day and it was relaxing as usual tried to eat you know these last couple years trying to eat a little healthier you know and uh, while still being able to enjoy it
0: but honestly uh, isn't this the one day like you really could not be healthy (laughs) i know well
1: i mean within moderation you know and Mm. We have been, my wife and I have been working on it hard these last couple of years, but I mean, you know, it's still enjoyable. We still eat and uh, have a little
0: wine. And and
1: relax with family. Yeah.
0: Very cool. The average person eats about, the average American, I should say, eats about 4,500 calories on Thanksgiving Day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's Uh, a big one. That's a little Turkey Day trivia for you. Well, anyway, we hope (laughs) that everybody enjoyed uh, their Thanksgiving. And if you're checking out our podcast, we appreciate that. And of course, you know, the great thing about podcasts is you can check these out anytime. Uh, Maybe uh, you're catching this one, you know, the week after, or maybe you're catching it a couple several weeks after. Who knows? But either way, we appreciate it as always. And if you got any questions or need some help make sure you go to yourplanningpros.com that's yourplanningpros.com. All right, so Tony let's get into it this week. I got I got to ask you this. This is my little tidbit of did you see this? I don't know if you want to call this a fun fact, a weird fact or what. But uh, a man pretending to be an investment advisor in Nevada just got a cease and desist letter, I guess a few weeks back or whatever, from the SEC. He uh, basically is a baggage handler at the airport and we've been giving an investment advice <laughs> to like a thousand people, like airline employees and whatnot, and started charging them a fee. And of course, that's when it becomes a no-no. Um yes. And so obviously that's fraud, yada, yada, yada. So uh, I don't know. What do you think about something like that?
1: You know, I, I didn't see that, but that is, question i would to have is, uh, how are those people, you know, a basically people. taking yeah. his advice? But, you know, you know how it is around the, the water cooler, so to speak. Employees, you know, share information. Sure, yeah. Maybe he came off as uh, really knowing a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the, the moral of that is obviously you certainly wouldn't want to pay, an, you know, fellow employee or anybody a fee unless you <laughs> <Right>. really <laughs> right. thought that they were, uh, you know, either in the business of giving the advice and, and things like that. It's basically, you know, with the internet and there's so much info out there. Right. But, you know, some people are out there and they study and they read a lot and then they all of a sudden they want to dispense a lot of advice. So you got to be careful who yeah. you're listening to.
0: It's- well, you know, I mean, I guess, I mean, if he's in a. What he should have done, I guess, if he was, you know, started off as like, you know, a friend, coworker, blah, blah, blah. That's all fine and good if you're doing that. But when you start charging right. a fee, uh, is when it becomes a bit, you know, that's when the SEC starts paying attention. And it's that's like if he had a good knack for it, go get the education, right? Exactly. Go, go yeah. get the go, license. You know, go get
1: the education, and then you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, breaking any rules, charging the fees, right? right and yeah then you're that on the up crazy. and up
0: yeah it's pretty funny well and of course now tony you've been doing this for 23 years you do have all the <laughs> all the proper I things <laughs> uh you're a certified financial planner so yeah i just thought that was interesting uh i guess you can You never underestimate people. They'll do some interesting things. Uh, All right. Well, so on our uh, edition here, let's go ahead and hit our main topic this week. I want to talk about uh, just some simple misunderstandings with Social Security. I've got a top five here. Call them myths. Call them rumors. Call them misunderstandings. Call them uh, just whatever. Urban legend. I don't know. (laughs) But whatever you want to call them. And I'm just going to have you give us a quick uh, rundown on what you think as to these uh, particular uh, misunderstandings. Okay. Okay, uh, Social Security—it's broke. It's going broke. All that good stuff. What do you think? Is that a misunderstanding? Is that legit? What's your thoughts?
1: You know, we hear that all the time from clients and the prospective clients because it's out there. A lot of people talk about it. You know, it—it's not going broke. Uh, you know, it, it's had some financial setbacks. There's no doubt about it. And I—I I think the latest statistics are is that it will be out of money right around. 2034. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody just stops getting benefits. Uh, Basically, what that means, unless Congress changes some things, is that I think the latest estimate, 70, you know, if you're getting Social Security at that time, instead of getting what you normally get, you'd only get about 79, 80% of that. Now, Congress more than likely will probably act to fix that. There's a number of things they can and are- Yeah, probably in
0: 2033, probably like three months before.
1: It's always the last minute, (laughs) you know? And and so, you know, you're 15, 16 years out. It's hard to say. I think it's important to a lot of people. I mean, it's important to me. I mean, I I look out that far and by that time, I mean, I won't be quite full retirement age, but you it starts to become more and more important and people start paying attention as they get a little closer to it but man. i think the short answer is it's not broke yet yeah i don't think it will go broke and that's just my opinion i think they will act and fix it somehow
0: yeah man, that doesn't that just it kind of hit me all of a sudden tony that's a little a uh, little kind of uh that's kind of heartbreaking you're you know you're like yeah, for, if you're 14 15 years out and i real quick i did the math and i'm like huh, i'm 14, yeah. i'm 14 years away <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right. So you start wondering, well, gosh, you know, I I, I really want to even, yeah. hopefully, you're not just dependent upon that, of course, you know, but it is there, and, yeah, right. and if nothing else, you can use it as, as a longevity kind of insurance a little right. bit, but. Yeah, it's important.
0: Well, I, I think a lot of folks, definitely 55 and over, probably even 50 and over, are probably going to be fine the way it is, uh, yes. but certainly 50 and under, which I'm just barely under that threshold, is going to you know probably see some changes. Who knows? We'll see. But I think the idea being is that uh, if you are worried about it going broke and you are worried about 75% and if that's going to be enough based on the other things that you have, well, then hopefully you have a plan in place and kind of address some of those things. If not, make sure you're talking with your advisor about that and if and, uh, run those numbers. And if you need a little help with that, of course, you can also always reach out to Tony here on the podcast and let him know at tax doctor Inc. He'll be happy to do that for you. Uh, okay. So a couple more uh, misunderstandings on social security. This one's kind of a twofer. This is kind of like two, yep. uh, number two part a and part B, if you will. And it's the saying or the myth that social security, uh, starting it as soon as you possibly can, Tony, well, darn it. That's just the best option. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and the next one probably waiting as long as <laughs> Yeah. I, I want to wait, Yep, you know, and basically that you know, it's a personal decision at the end of the day. And people ask us this all the time too. And most of the time we get asked, well, as soon as I turn 62, that's the first age that you can take it. I want to go ahead and take it. And we try to talk to them a little bit about, well, you know, maybe that might not be best. Now, in my opinion, that's generally best, especially if you have maybe no other savings, Uh, you know, your life expectancy, you know, you don't have a lot of longevity in your family, or maybe you've been, you know, hopefully not, but diagnosed with something that you know, you you really think you're not going to live that long, that might be a good idea. But most of the time, if you've got other means, delaying it at least until full retirement age, which is somewhere between, for most of us now, 65 and 67, is generally best because if you live, and, and we could do the math for you and actually do the calculation, but generally, if you live till 75, 76, by delaying it till your full retirement, you're going to be well ahead of the game. And then, you know, anything after that is, is gravy because they do increase the benefit a little bit. So, you know, I, I say talk to somebody, talk to your advisor and pick out what's best for you because it's not just one or the other.
0: Yeah. Well, now you mentioned, uh, you know, changes a little bit. There's, I guess there's a COLA increase supposedly for 2020, right? Like 1.6%, which is not very much. Uh, And then, of course, also what you're talking about maybe is the break even point, right? So running the numbers and seeing, you know, again, no one can tell exactly how long they're going to live, but it kind of gives you a rough idea to say, well, you have to make it to this age if you started at this point to make X number of dollars and so on and so forth, and that kind of helps factor that in too, correct?
1: It does. Yeah. And and at least people know that, okay, you know, I I know that. And based on what I have and maybe I could use some of my savings to supplement until, you know, a little bit later age to get that higher benefit, you know, and make that decision.
0: So because, for example, if folks, if you're not tracking, so what we're saying is kind of, If you turn it on at sixty two and by age, I don't know, whatever it is, Tony, you tell me where it's at, but let's just say eighty, you make X number of dollars, or if you waited until seventy, full retirement age, then it'd be X number of dollars at eighty. You can kind of weigh out or I guess what the break even point would be. So turning it on at sixty two would probably take you longer to get to where it would be, but again, you have to live that long.
1: You have to live that long. Right. And and that's the big, you know, gamble, so to speak. But you know, the the way I look at it is, again, a little bit on a personal level is Yes, we want the income and hopefully, you know, I, I won't be dependent on it. I don't think I will be uh, by any means, but it's nice to have, you know, as that, I call it the longevity insurance, you know, just in case you have to be one of those people that live, you know, into their late 80s, 90s and people are living longer and, and at least you can't outlive it and you you want that higher income if yeah. you
0: can. Okay. So again, I know another misunderstanding is turning it on as soon as you can or waiting as long as you can is the best option. And it may be either one could be, but there also could be something to be said for a happy medium and also having those conversations to run those projections. And then of course, you know at the end of the day you are still kind of making a bit of a guess because you're gambling on you know, your life expectancy. So, yes. um, okay. So a couple more quick ones here and then we'll hop up out of here for our podcast. Uh, as I know people, if they are checking us out here shortly after Thanksgiving, they're probably bloated like I am, <laughs> uh, the social security administration, those folks, uh, can help you choose the best strategies, uh, claiming strategies for yourself. That's definitely a myth, isn't it?
1: I think that's a myth and nothing against the people that work at social security. I think that, you know, they've done a lot over the years. They've gotten their website a lot better. They've got a lot more tools out there. However, you know, depending on who you're talking to there, obviously they don't know your financial situation and with you. And I think that's the biggest drawback. So it's nothing against them and they don't know what they're talking about. They know their system and they can give you some facts, but you still got to take that and get some advice or calculate some of the things on your own as to what's best for you and your family and your situation. I would use them for fact gathering. And then, uh, you know, talk to your advisor.
0: Yeah. Now, I haven't actually been myself, but my understanding is it's a lot like the DMV. <laughs>
1: so. A lot of times it is. My yeah. dad goes down and he comes back complaining all the time. You know, he's down there for four hours. And, right, right. And then he doesn't get an answer. And then it's, you know, he's got to go down again. And yeah, it is. And But, you know, in their defense, they're serving a lot oh, of people. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not easy. And they're doing it with limited funds at times. Um, I've got a few friends that work higher up. They're not on the front lines, but you know, they just kind of tell me some of the stories. But- right. Right. Overall, you know, they do a pretty good job of, sure, of getting, sure. getting benefits paid, obviously. But uh, yeah, for info and things. Uh. right?
0: And just it's like, like you said, just from a time standpoint, I mean, you think about how it is when you're at the DMV, they're typically not an- interested in answering a lot of extra questions. They kind of want to get to the, uh, the situation right. at hand and get on through. And of course, at the, you know, the main point that you had there is obviously, hopefully the one that rings true with most people is that they don't know you and they don't know your situation. So right. it's not best to really ask them that. And of course, they can't legally, you know, tell you, what to do anyway. All right. So final one here on our social security misunderstandings is this one's pretty common, Tony, and that's that you don't have to pay taxes on those social security benefits.
1: Yeah. And that's the biggie, you know, from the tax angle for us, everybody's surprised. You do have to pay taxes if your income is over a certain level. So it, it's one of those, you know, it depends. But for most of us, I mean, if, if social security is just your only income, then no, you don't have to pay any any taxes on that. However, most of us have some sort of other income, whether it be from wages, other retirement plans, pensions, things like that. And there's a calculation that the tax code makes us do. And then if you make over a certain amount, it's not very much either. You do have to pay taxes on those benefits. And everybody is always during tax season kind of crying. And yeah, you know, they've got a point. You know, I I paid taxes on this money already. Now I've got to pay it again. I don't understand. Right. Yeah, you don't understand. It, it, it doesn't seem right. But unfortunately, that's the law. So y- yes, you, you have to factor that in. Otherwise, you could end up short at tax time. So we, we do try to talk to people about maybe withholding taxes on their Social Security like they would their wages. So they just don't, you know, end up uh, owing and have a surprise on April 15th.
0: That would be good. That, well, that would not be good, but that would be good to, to avoid that surprise. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, you know what? That's going to do it for our podcast this week. So, pretty short and simple and to the point. Uh, if you've got some misunderstandings about Social Security and maybe one of those ones we discussed, or maybe some other ones, and you need a little help, you want to have a conversation, make sure that you always check with a qualified professional like Tony before you take any action. You can reach out to him. If you're not currently a client, you can reach out and let him know uh, that you have some concerns or misunderstandings, and they'll give you a hand as best they can at 840 four seven oh seven seventy three eighty one. That's eight four four seven zero seven seven three eighty one. If you have not yet done so, please go to yourplanningpros.com. That is yourplanningpros.com and uh, click on the podcast section of the page there. Make sure you subscribe to us on uh, Google or Apple or Spotify or various other ones that are on there, whatever platform of choice uh, you like to use for podcasting. Share it with uh, friends or family who's somebody who might benefit from it. Uh, we give you a couple of little link options in ways to do that so i mean you can tweet it or facebook it or whatever the case might be and we certainly appreciate it and hopefully you've got something useful out of this and you continue to enjoy our podcast and if so well reach out to tony and let him know we would certainly appreciate it and tony my friend thank you so much for your time this week um we're going to try to hit one more here before the holiday uh, the big holiday is upon us yeah but uh, i hope you have a good week and i'll talk to you soon all right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for your time here on Playing with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow, Des Moines Professional Alternative at Tax Doctor Inc. We'll see you next time.
1: Securities offered through Tax Investment Services, member FINRA CIPIC. Investment advisory services offered through Avan Tax Advisory Services, insurance services offered through Avan Tax Insurance Agency.